Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. If you're new around here, this is the podcast that features hundreds of success story interviews with students from the Proven Amazon course, the flagship training for anyone who wants to launch, grow, or scale their current Amazon business. Or if you're brand new, that's the best place to start, provenamazoncourse.com. That's right, hundreds of interviews with our successful students. We've got a free Facebook group with 74,000 people in it who are using these strategies to launch and grow multiple streams of income using the internet creatively. We love Amazon, but that's just one option in the toolbox. So many great things going on. Well, hey, today is a different episode. Once a week or so, we do a Coach's Corner We've had several of these. You guys are saying you love them. We love the feedback. Thanks, by the way, for leaving reviews. No matter which podcast listening app you use, maybe you're on YouTube, it doesn't matter. Wherever you're at, subscribe, thumbs up, tell your friends, leave a comment, all that. It really helps us spread the word. We have a $0 marketing budget for this podcast. But the Coach's Corner episodes, these aren't interview episodes, typically, they're instructional episodes. So if you're new, around here, especially, or if you're still trying to get your momentum, or maybe if, even if you've been doing Amazon for a while, you're going to love spending some time with Brian and Robin Joy Olson. They always have valuable insights and tips. And today they're going through the seven specific strategies, the stages, if you will, of the routine required to run a successful Amazon business. I love it. I love how concise they are. I love how they illustrate their points. So I enjoyed this episode every bit as much as I know you're going to as well. I listen to them all when they have new content for us. So enjoy that. But before I turn it over to Brian and Robin Joy Olson, who happen to be two of the great coaching directors on our team, they're going to share with you just how many people they've coached and several success stories as part of the episode today. I think you'll love it. I just want to let you know, hey, if you want to get on our schedule and have a free consultation about your e-commerce business, we'd love to talk to you, love to meet you, love to have a conversation. No pressure. Just get to know you, make sure we're getting you the right resources for where you are right now in your e-commerce journey. Give us a call, jump on our schedule. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can call us during business hours or book a call with us. You can go to silentgym.com slash book a call, all one word, book a call to schedule a call at your convenience. We'd love to have a conversation with you there. And I got a freebie for you. Now, if you've been listening a while, you've heard me mention this a few times, But every episode, we get so many new listeners, and we're so grateful for the new listeners. We want to give you a gift for showing up and listening and checking out our podcast today. If you send the word free, get out your smartphone, text the word free to the phone number 507-800-0090. That will get you a completely free copy of the latest version of the book that it's sold over a million copies. On Amazon, where we've sold the past few versions of this book, it has over 1,100 five-star reviews. This book has been loved and embraced and used by many people to launch successful e-commerce businesses. It tells you what to avoid, what works, what doesn't work, what the viable business models are, and where you should probably be starting to have the best odds of building something beautiful. Keep in mind, we've coached 10,000 people over the last 20 years. We've learned a few things. So get that book, check it out, let us know what you think. Again, in the show notes near this episode are links to everything I just talked about, including if you can't text us at that number and it doesn't work, there's an email option to get a free copy of that book. We'd love to get it into your hands. But let's jump over and hang out with Brian and Robin Joy Olson for another episode of Coach's Corner. Enjoy this. 
Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Hi there. Today, we're going to jump right in and talk about what we call the backbone of the Amazon FBA replens business. Yes, it's kind of the backbone of a beginner FBA business. And it go. it has seven steps to it or seven little pieces. Seven activities. Seven activities. We're trying to like, we're working on this. Catchy. We're working on it. We're like, Oops. We want you to be a seven member. Seven habits of highly effective FBA sellers comes to mind, but then uh, but then that's not really that's that's, that's, that's kind of taken from somebody else. Yeah, but, but it, every time we talk about this, and we talk about this a lot, we do we do as I've been saying, twenty five to thirty hours of coaching sessions mm-hmm. almost every week. Right. So, we see a lot of businesses. We work with a lot of people. These are the things that um, you know we basically coach and teach everyone how to do if they're and fine tune and make more efficient and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So we're just going to cover some of that today. Yes, we are. And you told me when you when you came in today, you told me that you talked to Jim Gotham today, mm-hmm. and you told him what about what you've seen grow businesses. Yeah, like you, doing twenty five to thirty hours of coaching every week for the last for for me. Two and a half years yes, for a year. Not, not so long for a me. A year and right. a half-ish. Yes. Right? Is that we, we don't see... what well, We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of coaching clients. Yes. What builds an FBA business the fastest and the most sustainably and the most profitably is sending in five test-worthy ASINs every week. Every week. Every Consistent. week. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. Yes. And every we, single week. It's amazing how it, that just works. It's not too much to find that many ASINs, but it's enough that so if some of them don't work out, you've got other ones that make up the difference and you're protecting your capital. That first six months is very, very important. You don't make much money during the first six months necessarily, but... say so you don't make much money in the first six weeks because there's a lot that's going on and we're going to cover some of that today. Right. That is not necessarily coming back to you just yet. Yeah. So let's talk about some of that. Okay, let's do. So we got seven seven pieces. pieces of this. The number one activity is sourcing. 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 Got it. Got to source. That's you the number one thing. Find something. So what do we mean by sourcing? Well, we're going to come back. Let's okay. get through all, all this right. first, right? Sourcing. Then, then once you've got uh, something that sourced, you have to shop for it. Right. right? You so got to go, go buy it. Shopping. Right. Either online or in the store. Uh huh. And then when you get it, you have prep it, mm-hmm. get it ready to send to Amazon. And then what do you got to do? And then you got to ship it. Ship it to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then? Then when it gets there, you're going to do some repricing on it. You're going to adjust the price. We'll t- talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. If not in this uh, sit down, the yeah. future ones for sure. sure. And then? And then it, though, for those that uh, meet the requirements we want, we'll replenish those. Items. Exactly. And then our final thing is the administrative work that is required. That's right. not necessarily repricing, but it's doing things like addressing customer um, feedback or uh, opening cases with Amazon for lost inventory. I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that you have to do throughout this whole process. But now let's go back in and dig in. Let's take it like kind of week by week. Okay. Okay. So the first week, what are we going to do the first week? First week is we're sourcing. Sourcing. That's all we can do. That's all we, we don't can have do. Anything we don't have anything to buy. We don't, just yet, right? We can't buy anything, right? So that's all we can do the first week. And so find a few aces. Right. And remember, if you said, I'm willing to dedicate 15 hours a week to this business, mm-hmm. then as long as the sourcing is the only thing that you're doing, then spend 15 hours 15 sourcing. Hours. Right? Don't spend, you know, seven hours sourcing and eight hours doing Facebook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Stay focused. If you have 15 hours for sourcing, do 15 hours of sourcing. 
That's going to jumpstart your business. That will jumpstart your business. And that first couple of weeks, if you can put those hours into that activity, that will make a lot of difference. But let's talk about what we mean by that. Sourcing is the combination of an ASIN that's testworthy based on a source or a supplier where you can buy that ASIN. You got to match up a supplier and an ASIN that you're approved to sell. Okay. When you put those two together and you do what we usually have our clients do a three step check on them, and you put those two together, they pass a three step check, you determine that they are test worthy in whatever way you do, then that's one. We want you to do five of those a week, is what we were talking about consistently five a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first week, you're going to find your five. ASINs and sources Mm -hmm. matching up. You're going to probably look at hundreds of ASINs Mm -hmm. to find those. I mean, let's just, let's just be real. We're not going to sugarcoat it for you. It is a lot of work, especially in the beginning. It's going to be difficult the first time you do it, but it will get easier. I promise. And if you're consistent doing this, it'll naturally get easier faster. Okay. So that first week sourcing, Sourcing. that's all we're doing. Yep. Okay. So what do we do the second week? The second week, well, we have to source too. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now we, we still also source. go shopping for the test worthiations that we identified in the previous week. Right. Right. So we source and we're shopping. And now we're dividing our time between two things. And if okay. we're doing OA, yes, we're making that order. And then it's actually another week before those items come to us. Right. So the first week is just sourcing. The second week is sourcing and shopping. From the Notice f- how we're building. We're not yeah. replacing one activity with another. Right. We're building another yeah activity on there. So do that first one and get pretty good at it because you're going to need to get faster so you can add another activity, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the amount of time that you need to spend sourcing will go down because you get better at it. Yes. And then that's good because you have other activities that you need to do starting with shopping. Shopping. Okay. Right. So then in week week three, we are still sourcing Sourcing and we're shopping. shopping. And now if we did OA, we're prepping the items that came in. Mm-hmm. Right, or if we went to get them from the store this week, if we would get them from the store, we're, we might have we been may prepping. have been prepping the week before, right? Right. So if we're doing RA, which we're big fans of, love yeah. doing RA. You can see how there are no strict rules here. Yeah, we just kind of give you high guidelines to help you understand what you might be looking for, mm-hmm. what you might be facing. So okay, we so. source. So now we're in the week where we're sourcing, shopping, prepping. And once we've got stuff to prep, then we actually need to get it out. So we got to ship it to Amazon. So that prep and ship is kind of in the same same uh, week. Usually we add those together, right? Yes. Yes. Those so pair we, very well together. So now we're, uh, we've got four activities that we're doing in that one week. Yes. And right? then and the next, next week we're going to do those four activities again. again. Well, no, the next Again. week we're just doing those same four activities because... Oh, because nothing's gotten there yet. Well, it may have gotten there. Like when we say gotten there, we're saying we ship it to the Amazon Fulfillment Center. And um, it may be there, but it's not received yet. It may be in receiving. It's not available yet. So there's nothing really, no further activity to do yet because you doing any activity on that item that's still two and a half weeks away from the prime window isn't going to do anything. You're not going to get any uh, results out of that. So we may have another week of just those four activities. Yes, we may have another week. But continue with those four activities. Notice how you're doing the sourcing every week. Mm -hmm. You're doing the shopping. Every week, right? The prepping and shipping every week, and pretty soon those items, those first week items, are going to be available, and then we're going to start repricing. And then right? we start repricing. There's now, a fifth activity. 
So since you kind of dug into the sourcing part a little bit, do you want to spend just a minute talking about what we mean by repricing? Okay. So usually we send in um, and we teach our clients who are coaching with us and we're working with one-on-one, we teach them to send in an item and when it becomes available that um, in, in the um, available column to we start at the highest price that we see evidence of in the in the last 90 days and we do that week by week for four weeks we bring that price down a little bit every week gradually over four the course weeks. of four weeks right and if it hasn't right. sold during those four weeks then we drop it to then our break even like we mentioned this i think fairly recently our break even or the buy box whichever is lower take what we off. get i mean what we can get Whichever's higher is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Take what we can get, get our money back, and go try it on something else. Yes. Or, ideally, it will sell in those first couple of weeks yes. for a higher price, and we will know that we want to replenish that. Yes. Right? Or if then it, it becomes, sells within the four weeks. Then it becomes a replenishing tool. So then you've got, your I'm going to call your normal run rate mm-hmm. of the five tests that you're sending in every week. And mm-hmm. just to keep the math easy, let's say okay. you're sending in five un- five test units for each of those. Okay. There's 25 items every week that you're sending in. Mm-hmm. Just their test. These are your tests. Mm-hmm. That's 100 items a month. Right. 100 items a month. Now, if your average price point on uh, when you're doing your sourcing is $25 or higher. Oh, are you going to do math? I'm going to do math on the phone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Be careful. Yeah. Here we go. Is $2,500 in run rate just from your tests, mm-hmm. right? And probably more than that because not that's the low price. If you're sourcing minimum $25, you're going to have things $30, $35, $50, right? So yes. it could very well be higher than that. That does not include anything that you're replenishing. And there are people who start with lower than that because they've got a little bit less capital sure. and their average price may be yeah. $10 or $15. Right. If your average price is $15, then just do the math on that same sort of deal. Right. But this is what we mean by getting money while you learn there are profits in there that you will that will be returned to you and you can put it back into your business so that you can grow your business right so then you decide what you're replenishing and then finally the admin work becomes a little bit more intensive as you you have more inventory Mm -hmm. more sales more replenishing your order list becomes a little bit more complex you know, so that, but these are the problems to have. You, right. You want that right. level of complexity. In you business, want right? that level of complexity because that means there's activity. Yeah. That means there are sales happening. That means that's a good, good problem to have, mm-hmm. right? That you yeah. have to work on that. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, I, I'd like to go back to the beginning there mm-hmm. in our first steps. I know that we have some, some clients who have some real trouble with that part. And part of it is just that it takes so long. and you know, like we said before, it is going to take a long time, especially in the beginning. So just plan on that. But we do have a couple of tips that might help a little bit to make it go a little bit faster. Right. And so just before we get to the tips, when we say going to take a long time in the beginning, it's not unusual to spend one hour's worth of time to find one test worthy agent. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And if you, if all of this is brand new to you, it could be double that. It could be. Right. Yes. So so you may be spending two hours of time to find one test worthy ASIN, and largely because you don't really have a clear understanding of what it is you're looking for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Until you kind of get that dialed in, it kind of feels like you're wandering the desert, you know, yes. you're lost in the forest or yes. whatever. And you're like, everything looks the same. I can't tell a blue spruce from a well, and it's whatever, interesting. Right? Oh, I didn't I never noticed to look at that. I didn't notice that those ASINs had that. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know whether that matters to me or not. You know, right. you're, you're going to kind of pick up on some things and learn some things. And that's going to take a little bit of time before you know what you really need to hone in on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay. but we know it can also be frustrating mm-hmm. when you are ready to go. Yes. So when I am just, let me define ready to go a little bit. Okay. You have your uh, Chrome browser or whatever browser it is that you're using that has all your extensions on it. When I mm-hmm. say all your extensions, if you're like us, mm-hmm. you have the Amazon, the, uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called now. <laughs> the, basically, when you start typing it, uh, it automatically autofills for Amazon you. Quick view. No, not the quick view. Oh. Just the, the suggestion expander. Oh, That's the suggestion what expander. The yes. suggestion expander is turned on and it's typing, you know, it's trying to tell you what are the keywords that people are searching for by and autofilling. Filling. takes time. That takes a little bit of time. Then you probably have your on-page uh, calculator extension. Which is AZ going Insight as well. for us. AZ Rep Insight, RepSeller, Celeramp, any of those kinds of things. Then you've got your Keepa extension or plugin. Right. Actually, the, it's plugin because it's down on the page. Right? right. So, and then you probably have your cashback apps loaded. Mm-hmm. You have your Maybe two or three. Then, yeah. Rakuten, all that. Then you might have honey, Apple, yeah. Capital One Shopping and yes. Honey and every. Like, trust me, we see these all the time. <laughs> we do. People share your screen, like share your screen with us and then show us how you're doing this. And then there's a thousand pop-ups that come up on a page. Every one of those extensions adds time for your page to load. It doesn't seem like that long when you're doing them one at a time. But mm-hmm. if you consider there's another 15 seconds every time you pull up an ASIN, mm-hmm. that can add a lot when you have 100 ASINs to well, look if at. if you're looking at 1,500 seconds. Yes. Right? I'm not going to do the math on that, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any farther than that, right? Right. It's there's some minutes in there for sure, right? Right. So how do we handle that? Because we need all those things, don't we? So without getting into the p's and q's of the technical, I would say this: there's a great, there are a number of great extensions out there that can help you with your Chrome extensions. In other words, create, in other words, create batches of extensions to load at whenever you want them to. So what we suggest is create a profile, so to speak, or disable all the extensions that you're not using while you're sourcing, mm-hmm. and that means. Everything except for keep it and your on-page calculator. Those are the only two things that you need when, when you're doing sourcing. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go shopping, that's then the time that's that you want to go ahead and your cash turn on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But you don't need Keepa and your um, on-page calculator when you're doing that. So my my do, I do it. I have a shopping browser. Mm-hmm. I have a sourcing browser. Yeah. I have different browsers for different activities. But that might be a little technical. You may need to get some help with that. What um, just know that you can turn those extensions on and off. Mm -hmm. So if you can turn some of those extensions off, it's going to make it a little bit faster. Here's another thing I've noticed that it takes a long time to do when you do it in the middle of your sourcing. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, a lot of people are not approved to sell. They're limited in the categories they can sell and the brands in those categories that they can sell. So when they come across something they're not approved to sell, they will apply this to uh, sell. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. You can't apply to sell too many times and you never know when Amazon is going to say, okay, I'll let you, I'll approve you to sell that. But if you're going through a list of ACEs and you're trying to get from from one to 500, I suggest that if you come across one that you have to apply for, you just highlight it and go back to it later. Get 80% of your ASINs, go through those and see if you can find one. If you still need some, go back to those that you need to apply for because that application itself has to load. It takes time. You have to answer questions you have sometimes. To answer questions. 
watch a video. Mm-hmm. Right. So go back to those and do those in a separate chunk of time. Right. Get through as many as you can. And that can help. I even, I have people play game, right? How many can you find in this hour that don't work? (laughs) What's the highest number you can find that don't work? Because if you find a bunch, if you find enough that don't work, you're going to accidentally find some that do work, Mm -hmm. right? Was a previous mentor of ours used to say, even a blind blind dog with a note in his mouth can find one. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Blind squirrel, even a blind squirrel can find a a nut, right? An acorn, whatever. Right, every yeah. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I mean, as you're just getting started, that's kind of what you feel like you're blindfolded with two hands tied behind your back and you're trying to figure out how to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you just do it and accept the fact, well, embrace it. Yeah. This is what I was saying. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tedious, but make it fun. If you can have contests, we used to have contests with each other who can find one faster than the other one. Well, yeah, that was great, but uh, and we still do that when we're in the store. Like we do sometimes. Got yes. be one right there, right? Pick yep. it up, look it up. Yep, there's a there's one. There's a test for the ace. Okay, um, what I was going to say though is I'm working with coaching clients who we hear I hear this a lot. Like, gosh, I just I don't have the time to do sourcing. Like, right. if I have to spend ten hours a week sourcing, I I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, if you decide that 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 in the beginning you don't want to spend 10 hours a week sourcing then don't do it just don't do yeah. the business right <laughs> but if you can it learn what it takes to right? embrace it even fall in love with the sourcing process you will you're going to have an amazing business because in the beginning that's the thing that you need to be in love with mm-hmm. that's the thing where you need to spend all your time you need to baby it and coddle it and do all those kinds of things to start building your book of business yes eventually all these seven steps will and can be outsourced, can and will be outsourced, yes. right? Maybe not all of them. You may stay as your own business manager or whatever, but you, if you want to scale your business and, and be a business owner, then you can theoretically outsource all of these seven things we were talking Absolutely. about. And then you can fall in love with being the business owner. Yes. Right? Working on the business, not in the business. Right, exactly. But we don't recommend that you do that just yet. If you're just getting started, give it a couple of months at least. Yeah. But so that you understand clearly what's going on and you do have a real sense of what you want in your business and what you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the same thing that uh, being a business owner and being able to run your business will come, but it's never going to come completely. We all have things in anything we do. We all have things that we have to do in order to be able to do the other stuff. I used to work with lawyers. As you know, and I think I've told you this before, I heard lots of times, when do I get a just practice law? Mm-hmm. I have to do the business stuff. I have to pay people. I have to do customer service. I have to bill. Human resources. When, human resources, <laughs> right. When do I just get a practice law? Uh-huh. Nobody, even professionals, don't, don't uh, people with professional designation, doctors, dentists, they all have to do a portion of that business that they don't want right? to do, right? Yeah, at least in the beginning. Even when they have it outsourced, even when they have something, you know, taken care of by other people, they have to manage those other people. And it's easy to get mired, not only in it, down in these seven steps, but sometimes even the one step of sourcing. Yes. Sometimes the step of prepping and shipping, yes. right? Repricing, which is one of the reasons we start to outsource repricing once we get around 50 or 100 ASINs, because it makes sense yes. uh, to outsource you know, to use a tool basically to outsource that your time is worth a lot more than the amount of time you spend repricing. Mm-hmm. So 
but a lot of these things, I, I said, you will outsource them. A lot of them pair well, pair well together, right? <laughs> in terms of outsourcing. Yes. So if we're doing sourcing and shopping ourselves, mm-hmm. if we're doing OA, mm-hmm. we can source and shop and have it sent to a prep center. A prep center, and the prep center, or in the way we do it, is to someone we know to their house. It's and a they, prep. It's our it prep center. Like our prep center. Yeah. Yes. But then the prepping and the shipping go really well together. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't always have to put them together. Like remember talking with Susan Gilbert, who actually yeah. has outsourced the prepping, mm-hmm. maybe a portion of that shipping. I don't know, but she may still pack the boxes after everything is prepped. So you don't have to outsource both of those together if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the sourcing. Like we did eventually outsource the sourcing to mm-hmm. a VA mm-hmm. and. I was so happy to get those 10 hours a week back in my life because I didn't have to do that anymore. And now, but I still have to quality check all those leads that I'm getting. And uh, I should, you know, I I say lead. I mean, this is a lead from my VA who sourced from a list that I curated, not a lead from a lead. Yeah, they're doing, they're only doing for us the activities, the activity of the three-step check. They're not actually going and telling, deciding whether it's profitable or not. They just do the tasks right. that we would be doing. So uh, prepping and shipping go well together. Repricing, we talked about, you can outsource that. Replenishing actually goes back to shopping. So yeah. when you're doing your shopping every week, those the, in addition to your tests, you. you're yeah. shopping for your replenishables. So whoever's doing your shopping, if you have that outsourced, mm-hmm. um, we'll do that. And then the administration part of it, you can also outsource that to a V. They're great at sure. doing these kinds of tasks. Yes. Or to your business manager. Maybe mm-hmm. you hire a business manager who oversees your, you know, all of this stuff so that you can actually take a step back from that and just oversee the business manager. Right. right? And there are services who handles a lot of that administration for you to mm-hmm. make sure that all your shipment got there. Okay. And if it didn't, they deal with the cases, mm-hmm. make sure that your refunds are coming through, you know, all those kinds of services that handle that for you. But again, we need to build up enough business in order to support a better business. Yes. Right. Yeah. And like you said, the fastest way to do that is five tests a week. Five tests a week. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Consistently. Right. Now, what is faster than that? 10 tests a week. I, I do have a coaching client who did that. Yes. Right. He had nothing but time. In fact, he was waiting on a payout from something, a stock sale or something like Mm -hmm. that. And he had like this three month window where all he was able to do a source and he built a huge list of test worthy ASINs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just doing that for 12 weeks basically before he started doing all the other steps. And, awesome. and then, he, and then, you know, he gra- he didn't send all of them in on day one. He spread that out over six to eight weeks and mm-hmm. gradually bought things. And then this is how, when we see the hockey stick sales graphs. Yes. Right. And Jim says, yep, just like a hockey stick, because what happens is in fact, let's just cover that real quick. Okay. The first week you're sourcing, but you're not shopping. Right. The second week you're sourcing and shopping. Mm -hmm. Third week, if you're doing OA, sourcing, propping, uh, sourcing, shopping, shopping, prepping prepping and shipping. (laughs) Okay. But this is four weeks in. Mm -hmm. Now we have to send it to Amazon and it has to become available. I'm going to say Two to three weeks. So I'm going to say okay. seven weeks at this point. Yes. Okay. Seven weeks, and we maybe not have sold anything yet. Right. Okay. But and we have sourced every single week. We yep. have shopped every single week. Yep. Except the first one. Get it. And but, we have shipped but, every single week. Except it, right. As long as we keep doing that, that's how the hockey stick happens. Then all of a sudden, when you start seeing sales, mm-hmm. you're going to keep seeing sales mm-hmm. if you have that pipeline full. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And so what happens is you're cruising along, cruising along, and all of a sudden your inventory catches fire. And as long as you haven't stopped sending an inventory, it still is is building. 
as right. long as you're on growth. And then if you get better at that and you have a little more capital, mm-hmm. you start bringing that capital growth uh, profit back. Yep. You can grow your business. You maybe can send mm-hmm. seven or eight the next week. You can start sending more and more tests each week along with your replenishments. And you can grow that really fast mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to build that system. Get that system going. Be consistent. Be consistent every week, every week, every week. You know, I like to, to as we get towards the end of these things, as we're winding uh, this down, to come up with a quote. Are you going to wind down? I get so excited. I know. Well, we can talk about all these things all night, and we will. As soon as we turn off the microphone, we're going to go back out and talk about it some more um, because this is what we do, right? It is. We're, we're passionate we love. about this and we are. passionate about sharing, committed to sharing what you know we've learned and what has been taught to us um, with you. So it's similar quote to one I had a few weeks ago, but this one is um, stop looking for hacks. Mm-hmm. Just accept that everything worth doing is difficult. And I'm going to add a, and that quote is from Ed Lattimore. I don't know, Ed. I saw this post on LinkedIn today and it just struck a chord with me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is sourcing in a nutshell, mm-hmm. right? There's no shortcut. Everything's an There test. is no <laughs> shortcut, right? There's no shortcut. Yeah, That's right. You have to do the activity. So, so let me just put a little, ex, you know, exclamation, not uh, asterisk at the end of that, and say, you know, just accept that everything uh, worth doing is difficult in the beginning, right? In, in the, the beginning. beginning. After a while, it's not difficult because you get good at it, right? Just like anything else that we do. And if you really boil sourcing down to its most fundamental level, and you know we like to talk ones and zeros here, right? Mm-hmm. X's, and, mm-hmm. X's and O's. I don't know. That's a sports analogy. <laughs> ones and zeros, the fundamentals. Or kisses and hugs. Oh, kisses and hugs, yes. <laughs> is that we're, you mentioned it, you touched on it earlier. Sourcing is all about matching up a source product with an ASIN on Amazon. And this can be like a source ASIN from any store that you can think of that has one or more matching ASINs on Amazon. I'm doing this finger mm-hmm. trick, right? So on the one hand, I have a source. This is a uh, you know tube of toothpaste from Walmart, but there may be four, five, six, 10, 12 listings that have that same tube of toothpaste right. in it. Mar- uh, Jim talks about the marshmallows. The marshmallows, Jim right? talks about the marshmallows. That's so right. This is a one-to-many mm-hmm. cha- challenge. And so when you find a source of a product at whatever site, then you go to Walmart to try and line up as many matching ASINs as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, all we need you is know, one. You go, to, you go to Amazon to find ASINs. That, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, or it goes. It can go the other way too. Right. Right. Um, where we have ASINs, we're trying to line up a source for, mm-hmm. and that could be one-to-one or one-to-many as well. Yeah, I might be able to get that tube of toothpaste at Walmart yeah. or Target yeah. or Kroger or wherever. So this is the joy of then of of a tool like the uh, like uh, Joseph Kelsey's bot scraping mm-hmm. tool, where you basically make a price list from whatever website that you want. Mm-hmm. And now the exercise is finding matching ASINs, and there are also some tools that can help you do that. Right, um, I wouldn't call Which, it a hack, but it is a way to help you line up. It's a right. system. Yeah, right. It's a system. It, it, and it's kind of the other way. If you want to do ASINs first, the advanced sourcing using Keeper yes, exactly. gives you ASINs. And then you find then sources you find to source. match the ASINs. Yeah. Doesn't matter which one you do first. Mm-hmm. You'll find you'll find many of each, but you want to pick an, a source and an ASIN that are test worthy. Mm-hmm. And so what happens if you send in what you think is a test worthy ASIN and it doesn't work out? Oh, you still get a lot of benefit. From well, yeah, I know you get a lot. Of, yes. So if you if it doesn't work out and you decide not to replenish it because mm-hmm. it didn't give you quite enough profit, you still you still you can have to go down on your price. You don't want to leave it in there. You want to get it out of there. Go down on your price and sell it. 
take what profit you can get. You still do get some profit in most cases, mm-hmm. no guarantees. Take what profit you do get. Amazon has no idea whether you made any money on that. Amazon sees consistent sales and activity. That's mm-hmm. what they want to see. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to take what it's going to take to uh, remove those restrictions one at a time as you have more sales and activity. Mm-hmm. But the cycle, the understanding, the experience that you get, the more times you do this over and over and over, you're building on that experience. Every single time you send in an ASIN, you're building on that experience. And every time you go through that that loop, that feedback cycle, the feedback loop, you get better and better. We say beginning or you know you're not that good at sourcing but the more you do it the better you get at the more you do the whole cycle of stuff the better you get at that too right so when you have to go down on your price and uh sell get you know liquid i don't want to say liquidate but you know get your money back or take a little less profit than you would desire but you still made a profit what do you do with that more aces go find find more aces aces, right go do it again that will solve that problem yep all right thanks (laughs) for having thank you talk to you soon talk to you soon So thanks for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Before I let you go, however, I've got a special guest we bring on once a week or so around here. I'm talking about Mr. Jeff Schick, our good friend who understands Amazon policy, all the legal matters. He's actually an attorney who can help address any of those confusing legal issues that you seem to run into as a seller at any level online. And his website is jeffschick.com. You can put him on retainer, surprisingly inexpensive. He's worth a lot more than what he charges. And he's helping so many students in our community navigate the Amazon landscape. So what do you got for us today, Jeff? What do you want to dive into? All right. So what I want to talk today is I want to talk about the basically bad sourcing, and I would call it just call them scams, that are trying to separate sellers from their hard-earned cash. So we've seen a lot of this lately. In fact, in the past, literally this just past week, I talked to two different sellers, both of which we saved thousands of dollars. So one of them said, you know, he's been on retainer for a year with me and listening to Jim and he has never sold a single item on e-commerce, but he was about to start up in a done for you Amazon business. Okay. And he decided to call me first to yeah. review the contract before he signed it because he was already going to jump into it. And so I was like, and so I, first I thought it was just a standard contract based on what he was, the way he was describing it. And I said, well, well, by the way, who, who is this? What is this? And he tells me the name. I'm like, I've never heard of that person. And then I go and I, he goes, well, the, what about the company? And I look at the company. I'm like, and the first thing I see is done, the company's name is something, something automation. And I'm like, oh, there we go. There's another, here's another scam. He goes, what? He's like, you just got really quiet. I'm like, yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out what kind of scam this is before I, before I break the news to you that it's a Bad scam. News. So we go through the website, we talk more about it. Turns out that, you know, if it sounds too good to be true in an Amazon world, it definitely is. So um, what did this particular scam look like? Well, it was a guy that claimed that he could buy products and that he 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 called himself the Costco of Amazon sellers. Yeah. And so right. right. Yeah. <laughs> he he says, you know, and he he says you you buy products, you you put in, you open a First off, he says, we help you get financing. Well, his version of financing is an affiliate link to American Express. So he <laughs> helps you get an American Express card. And then you set up a, you set up this Amex card. You first use that Amex card and you get your welcome bonus because he charges you $20,000 as a setup fee. And then he charges your card 
for products that he's selling to you at cost plus. So not, and that he's claiming to be buying from, from, you know, because he has such huge volumes, he's buying them in bulk from distributors and then reselling them to you and then sending them into your account. And so he's basically, and then he claims it's automated because they do the purchasing decisions. They choose what to buy, they buy it and they ship it in for you with their quote unquote prep center. And so it's a, uh, you know, basically a done for you, quote unquote, passive business, you know, definitely hints of a scam. I mean, at least it's not as bad as we've seen. It's not a drop shipping scam. So it could be worse, but I mean, still not well, in, in the way ideal. I've generally kept people away from these kind of you know, just dead ends. As I say, yeah. ask the person presenting the opportunity, this simple question, where can I go online to hang out with all the people who've been doing this a while at a high level, succeeding, talking about the realities and the challenges of the model? Where does that community hang out? 95% of the time, you're going to get no response because that's <laughs> the question they simply can't answer because all they're creating is a long trail of people who are in it for two or three months and feel kind of burned and then go away. That's the business model. So ask it's, that simple question. Where's your community of successful people who, who love what you're doing? Where are they all hanging out? It's churn and burn. That's really what it is. It's, and it's interesting because, you know, that, that, that model, you know, keeps playing out over and over again. You know, same, same premise, different actors, different companies. Yep. And they're, real, they're just preying on people who want this easy money. And so we saw this, you know, again, another seller the same week had a similar thing. They only wanted a $12,000 investment, you know, only $12,000 investment. Still, for what? It's because it's it's churning and burning, you know, and they're just trying to get as many people signed up as they can before they ride off into the sunset and get chased by the Federal Trade Commission. So yeah, it's exactly well, it, these aggregators that are buying great inventory and then helping sellers get their hands on it. If you're ever if you ever receive like an IP complaint or Amazon wants proof that you're selling legitimate inventory, you're not going to be able to prove that because the invoices are going to have this aggregator's name on the invoice, not your name. You want your name on the invoice directly right. tied to a source that the brand will be happy with. Correct. If you're ever in question about that, please run it past Jeff. But yes. I see some some companies out there really kind of playing on that dangerous edge and you're starting to hear some some troubling stories of people buying from what you call them, what, second tier distributors? Yeah, I call them jobbers, but that's a kind of a derogatory term. <laughs> but, that's a, but yeah, no, they're fake wholesalers is another term that I like to refer to them as, where they're just they're companies that buy products from first level or second level distribution and then resell it to unsuspecting consumers. And because they put things like Prime or you know Corporation or whatever in their you know their name, sellers somehow think that this is a bigger company than it really is, and they'll have pictures of these massive teams that are just really great at Photoshop, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's all fake. And it's just, you know, it's just somebody running its operation out of like a small little warehouse that really isn't, uh, you know, isn't doing anything that you couldn't do yourself. And so you're just paying for their markup. So, so I think maybe one thing we should talk about just fundamentals is kind of like, just, a, this is like a one minute little segue is the fundamentals of distribution. So when you think of distribution and you think of it like a pyramid, at the top of the pyramid, you have the brand and that's the manufacturer. The next level down is usually what you'd call a master distributor. Now, if you as a seller or even like a, a retailer, like if you had a big retail store, wanted to go to a master distributor and say, hey, set me up an account with you. They say, no, you can't because we only sell to 
distributors. So master distributor, if you want to think of it in perspective, is basically like a 3PL logistics company that works on behalf of the brand to distribute pallets of goods and pallet quantities to distributors. And then, you know, so goods are manufactured in pallets by the brand, imported to master distributors. Then you've got what's called regular, basically regular distributors. That's your next level down in the pyramid. That's all the distributors where you can open accounts with. If you're, a, you know, if, if it's, if you know, they usually have bricks and mortar sections, they may have e-commerce sections, but those are your regular distributors that you can open up an account with and actually purchase products directly for your business. And they quote unquote, break the case, you know, or break the pallet where you say, Hey, I want one case of, you know, this shampoo. And they take it off that pallet that's in that they ju- were just shipped from the master distributor and they send you that case of shampoo and then you are able to sell it. And now, you know, going down our distribution chain, now we've got, you know, our online e-commerce sites, our retail stores, your Home Depots, your Walmarts, those types of things. And then, you know, and, and any anyone else who's in the authorized retail chain would be that next level down. And that'd kind of be like, honestly, I'd say that's the base of your pyramid where you want to shop. You don't really want to shop below because, you know, I'd you say you're on the ground that. level. Yeah. Below that, now you're getting into basement level. If, if someone's <laughs> buying Walmart shelf pulls on pallets, yeah. no, you're no it's longer still, safe. If someone correct. sets up an operation to approach some of these distributors and accumulate a whole bunch of inventory under their own name and then sell it to Amazon sellers, no, you're no longer safe because right. the invoice chain stops and there's no legitimate source between you and the brand. There's no legitimate right. chain remaining. Right. So you want to buy from legitimate where the, you basically want the brands to go, okay, yeah, that's legitimate product. And we can verify that it is because you went through a source that we authorized. Correct. So like, for instance, let's talk about like, let's make an example of this, like Tylenol, right? If I go to buy Tylenol from Walmart, I know it's legitimate because Walmart's purchased it probably from a distributor or a master distributor because they're so large. And then it's, and from directly from the brand uh, who made it, you know, Tylenol. And so when I pick up the phone and I call Tylenol customer Tylenol customer care. And I say, Hey, I bought this at Walmart. Is it real? They'll say, of course it is. We sell to, we sell to Walmart or we sell to, we know Walmart's a buyer. Now, if I pick up the phone and I want, and now I say, I want to buy Tylenol in bulk quantities. And I'm fortunate enough to have an account at Cardinal Health. I can go to Cardinal Health and I can buy cases of Tylenol. Cardinal Health is a distributor. They're that, that tier below master distributor. They're the real distributor tier. That would distribute to like you know your little small grocery stores and small pharmacies and whatnot and doctors' offices and so forth. So Cardinal Health is that real distributor tier. So if you were to call Tylenol and say, "Hey, I just bought a case of Tylenol from Cardinal Health. Is it real?" They'll say, "Yeah, they're one of our distributors. Of course it is." Now let's say we go to one of these fake wholesalers. Let's give them a random name. Let's call them you know Amazon Prime for less. You know Amazon Prime products for less. You know? You know, everyone's going to have Prime in their name for some reason, or some sort of e-commerce, you know, right. jingle to it because it's, you know, it's all branding. It's not real. They're not a real wholesale company, or they're not a real distributor, but they'll still say that they are. So you're gonna. So let's say you buy this. You go and you you open an account with this fake distributor, and you say, "Hey, I, you know, I buy a case of Tylenol." Well, now when I call Tylenol, I say, "Hey, I just bought it from Amazon Prime for less. Is this is this real?" They're going to be like, "We don't know who that Never is." Never heard of them. Never heard of them. They're not an authorized distributor of ours. So guess what happens when Amazon calls their contact at Tylenol and says, we're here to verify authenticity of a supply chain because a customer has reported this as fake and we just want your input on whether it's real. Mm -hmm. That person at Tylenol is going to say, never heard of them. Right. 
They're going to look and at then, the invoice. They're not going to see your name on it as a seller. They're going to see whoever it is you bought it from. And they're, the brand has never heard of that company. <laughs> so, right. so now you see the problem. So we've now, you know, we've broken our supply chain. Not to mention, we've probably paid more markup because we know that this wholesale company, this fake distributor bought it from a real distributor. If they mm-hmm. bought the Tylenol for $1 a bottle, they're going to sell it to you for $1.50 a you bottle. Mark it up. Yeah. You could have gone to, you could have saved 50 cents a bottle and gone direct, you know. Go straight more. to the distributors. Right. So. So that's a, so, you know, kind of a lesson in distribution, why you want to go to real distributors or stay at real retail stores, because then you know that your products are authentic, you know they're safe. Um, just you know, so sellers are aware of some of the risks when you buy from wholesale companies that are not legitimate, or uh, is that you run the risk of buying stolen goods. We've had several sellers who have inadvertently purchased stolen products and sold them on Amazon. And as a seller, you're responsible for your supply chain or lack thereof. So if you, it turns out that you sold stolen goods, you're just as culpable as the person who stole the goods because you resold the stolen goods. Similarly, you could inadvertently sell counterfeit products. You know, we had a seller that we settled a case recently. They bought this brand, a really nice economy car, to settle the case because they could, had been buying stuff from eBay and they couldn't justify their supply chain for the units that they had sold. And so all the units were deemed counterfeit because the brand tested one of them and found it to be counterfeit, and the seller couldn't back up that any of the rest of their sales were not counterfeit. So again, wow. it comes into play, you know. So things to avoid: obviously, no eBay, no thrift stores, uh, no um, third-party sellers on any marketplace, including Walmart. Including Walmart. Third-party sellers on Walmart.com are not safe. You want to buy direct from Walmart on Walmart.com. That's safe. Correct. Same thing with Amazon. No third-party sellers on Amazon. Other thing to watch out for: just something interesting is these sort of bargain stores where you go into the store and they claim that they can sell, you know, all these products and they're all discounted. The bargain. Yeah. 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 We're seeing a lot of them pop up. Liquidated items aren't, aren't legitimate. You can't prove authenticity for liquidations. So the shelf pulls and returns and all that, but you know, you see pallets and, and, you know, people kind of rummaging through that does not go on Amazon. (laughs) Do not do it. Even if they put it on a shelf. (laughs) <laughs> Even if it looks nice and shiny on a shelf, that's right. Yeah. You know, there are hundreds of thousands of legitimate retailers and websites that you can source and shop from. And Walmart receipts are beautiful. We've we've used them many, many, many times. And you know, the, the common retailers, the authorized distributors, so much opportunity there. No need to jump off the proven path into some of these gray areas and put your account at risk. Yeah, right. great advice, man. I really appreciate that. Was there anything else that? You wanted to to share on this note. I think we've got people legitimately informed at this point. And I would say, you know, get into the Facebook group, put Jeff Schick on retainer, bounce these off of him. Hey, I'm getting ready to place an order, put, you know, buy from these guys. Are they legit? You'll help your clients research the sources they're considering buying from, correct? We do. Yeah. So if you're thinking about signing up with a wholesale company, schedule a 20 minute call with me. We will dissect it together. And, you know, I'll show you how we, how we look, you know, we look at Google maps with the Google reviews. We look at, you know, and the maps is kind of important because if they claim that they have this massive warehouse, then it better not show up as a Texaco gas station or a UPS store. Exactly. You know, like we, we fact check what's being said on the website or on the sales materials to see if it lines up. And similarly, you know, we look for all the red flags. So, you know, while we can't guarantee that it's a perfect source and that, you know, that it's going to be great we can do a lot of the due diligence with you. So that way you feel more comfortable knowing that you're not going for a scam. 
Uh, same thing goes with online arbitrage stores. We help sellers if they find a website that looks great, they can schedule that 20-minute call with us and we can look at the site with them and help them figure out is this safe or is it not safe. So that way they're not just, you know, blindly purchasing from sites that might be selling them bad product. Brilliant. Well done, man. Appreciate the service to the community. We've got so many folks that have used your services and had great success. And anytime you're navigating business, there's going to be legal issues that you're going to run into. And it's just great to have someone on your team that can tell you what the best path forward is. And you've, you've played that role for so many sellers in this community over the past couple of years. And I really appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time Thank you. today. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll do it again real soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.